Axel Rose marries the supermodel and then she dies and then they find out she's a cyborg. Man, I must have been doing a lot of drugs around that time. I regret marrying Axel Rose. Hello and welcome to the Untitled Gen X podcast. A podcast hosted by two childhood best friends dedicated to the pop culture that raised us. I'm Kate, a writer, a midwife, a current day pop culture know-nothing, but nobody puts baby in a corner when it comes to the pop culture of my youth. And I'm Lori, a writer and pop culture lover who's still not over how my so-called life left us hanging. Nothing lasts forever, and we both know hearts can change. Which is why we're focusing on one very special and super serious single from Guns N' Roses' third studio album, 1991's Use Your Illusion 1. We're about to get emotionally reinvested in GNR's epic music video for November Rain that premiered in June of 92. But before we get too deep, if you're liking the pod, we'd like to remind you to rate and subscribe. It helps us a lot. Yes, not only does your rating help make our podcast more visible to cool people like you who are jonesing for Gen X content, it makes us love you even more. But enough about that. Let's talk GNR's nine-minute, 16-second rock opera. November rain. Ooh, it's a good one. It's so good. Okay, what are your earliest memories of this? So this was my experience of rewatching it, which I know is not actually answering your question. I apologize. I'm going to go rogue. I was struck by how it like evoked the time in my life of when I listened to it. You know how that happens with music sometimes? For sure. Where you're like, oh, oh, and now I can like feel what it felt like then. Except it's a little bit sad because my life was a little complicated in that moment in time. And so there were some complicated feelings that went along with it. Oh, so maybe the rewatch wasn't particularly enjoyable? No, actually, it was thoroughly enjoyable. And I I can't really reconcile those two things, except that I think, I mean, I don't know, like, maybe that's the gift that music gives us, right? That it's sort of this pleasant experience in an otherwise challenging time. And also, I mean, Axel is so angsty. Oh, very much so. And so maybe it just felt like, oh, like he feels my pain. Maybe he's even in more pain than me. Perhaps. (laughs) So, so yeah, in the beginning, I kind of had these like weird kind of melancholy emotions evoked. And then by the end, I was good. But I think what I remember most- I was good because she was dead. Okay, later in the pod, I can't do it this early, but I, I have to ask a question and I, it's, We'll talk about it later. Okay. We, we need to let people like get into the pod and like it before I say what I'm about to say. Oh, no. Okay. That's a tease. So my memory, I even told my son, oh, hey, you should like sit down and watch the November Rain video with me. It's this really long song by Guns N' Roses. It's super melodramatic. I think you're going to be into it. It's this video where Axl Rose marries the supermodel and then she dies and then they find out she's a cyborg. Okay, wait, she is a cyborg. Where is this in the video? It's not. Okay, are you, okay. I'm too tired for you to mess with my brain. (laughs) Okay, we'll get into the nitty gritty of the video, but I had remembered. Okay, this is what I was going to say. (laughs) Incorrectly, that she was actually 
a robot. Yeah. Okay. See, I was okay, feeling like Katie, that was crazy. I feel so much better because <laughs> I can't even tell you. I tried to Google every way possible. Guns N' Roses November Rain Cyborg. Guns N' Roses November Rain Robot. Nothing came up. Because that's why the rain was tragic, because she was a robot. Okay, I don't know about that, but I, in my memory of this video, she was a cyborg. In the video, she is not a cyborg. And further, I was like, has my brain crossed wires? (laughs) I was like, too much electric grandmother. (laughs) No, this came out around the same time as Terminator 2, which you and I were deeply obsessed with. Right. We watched it a lot. We could recite all the dialogue. I was really obsessed with Edward Furlong. This came out like around the same time. Is this why I thought that? But what's very odd is that you have the same thought. (laughs) That's what I was going to say that I didn't want to say till later because I'm like, people are going to think that I'm crazy. At some point, I was going to be like, "Um, do you know why I would have thought that she was a robot? You know, as we go through this video, I want to know when you think there are hints to that, because I swear to God, do you not have a vision of her with like a robot eye? Part of her face. Yes. Okay, people, we can't be the only ones or if we are, because I was thinking, man, I must have been doing a lot of drugs. Okay, I know I wasn't doing (laughs) drugs. And I know you weren't. I was stone cold sober in the early 90s. So I don't know why I have this thought. Were there two versions of this video? Was there a special video that was somehow tied to Terminator 2 to like promote it? I don't think so. (laughs) so. I don't know. I am so glad. (laughs) Like I can't even tell you. (laughs) Me too. Because I thought I'm crazy. I've gone mad. Right. Because I was like, where's the part? Wait a minute. There's, wait, what? Yeah, and then I went back and I watched it two more times. I've invested a solid half hour into this video now because it's 10 minutes long. I watched right. it three times. I Yeah, I watched it clues. twice because I'm like, I must have turned away and missed it. And you know what's funny is I'm watching it and I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, I remember this video. And then when they're at the bar and they're like hanging out and they, they show her and all of a sudden in my brain, I'm like, oh, but she's a robot. <laughs> And you couldn't find anything when you Googled? Nothing, which really freaked me out. Because I distinctly remember thinking (laughs) and possibly having this conversation with someone that like, it was probably me. (laughs) (laughs) You're not helping. (laughs) But like, it was like extra tragic because, because we were trying to figure out why she died. And then we were like, oh, she's a robot. And there was rain at the wedding and... That was that. Oh, that's why you think she died. (laughs) Well, not anymore because she's not a robot. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about this. Okay, Okay, before we talk about the video, let's just take a quick step back and talk (laughs) about the album. Use Your Illusion 1 was released on September 17th, 1991. November Rain was the album's third single behind Don't Cry and Live and Let Die. That was a good album, man. It was. And November Rain reached number three on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and was Guns N' Roses' most successful single after Sweet Child of Mine. According to Mental Floss, Axel had started writing this song way back in 83. And the original version was more than 20 minutes long. 
And they toyed around with the idea of releasing this on their debut album, Appetite for Destruction, in 87. But obviously, it didn't make it on the album because it took Axel nearly 10 years to finish this song. Yeah. According to Uproxx, basically this was Rose's magnum opus, okay? This was like going to be his masterpiece. He took this song really seriously, and at one point, He told everyone to leave him alone in the studio with a bucket to use as a bathroom. Mm. And he said, everybody go away. I have to finish this song. I'm not leaving. And the legend goes that they came back eight days later to find Axel soiled (laughs) and asleep surrounded by pizza boxes. But hey, he finished the song. I mean, it's it's cool that he spent a lot of time working on it, but... (laughs) And I appreciate that level of dedication, but like when you're to the point that you're soiled. And you're not using a bathroom, like leave me alone with this here bucket. And where were they? From what I read, they were in a studio. Wasn't there a bathroom at the studio? Right. I was, I mean, I guess. I think it was like one of those things, like I'm not leaving this room until I finish this song. Okay. That's just weird rock star stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, you know. (laughs) That's fine. I mean, it made a beautiful song, so. Thank you, Axel, and your odd dedication to your craft. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, the video. The concept of the video was based on a short story called Without You by Del James from his book called The Language of Fear. Del James was Axel's friend. And like unofficially, the video was part two of a trilogy. Don't Cry was the first song in which we meet Stephanie Seymour. Um, The video is really confusing. I watched it. Apparently, I read somewhere that she saves him from committing suicide in this video. I didn't get that from the video. The video is just like a montage of this like mixed bag of a lot of different things. And I wasn't really following. So apparently, that's basically what that was about. Then comes November Rain, where Axel and Stephanie Seymour get married, and then she dies. And then comes the video for Estranged, which I did not watch. And I don't believe that she's in that video anyway. So it's sort of like a little trilogy for those GNR hardcore fans. They can go and watch that and try to piece that together. But the video was directed by Andy Morahan, who also directed Guns N' Roses videos for Don't Cry and Estranged. Uh, He directed George Michael's Faith, Van Halen's Pound Cake, and Brian Adams' Everything I Do. I do it for you. you. So this video is really extravagant. It's epic. It's almost like a film. It was expensive. This video cost $1.5 million to make. And at the time of release, it was the most expensive video ever made. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking that as I was watching it. I'm like, this is like paying for a really fancy wedding where you have to pay like all the guests <laughs> and the, you still have to oh, pay yeah. the caterer and the location and <laughs> For sure. that stuff. So, According to Onstage, the video debuted on MTV's Headbangers Ball on June 6, 1992. So we open on a silhouette of Axel in bed. It's very dark and blue lit. Yes, it definitely has like blue gels on the light. Yes. And like he has a lot of windows in his bedroom and they're open and it's like really windy. It might even be raining. I don't know. Seems like it's very cold. Is it a November rain? Presumably. (laughs) We see Axel take some pills from his nightstand and there's also like a bottle of booze on the nightstand. So he's going through some shit, Katie. Hard times. 
Or regular day in a rock star life. Yeah, I was going to say, was it hard times? <laughs> or was it like a Tuesday? Right. <laughs> yeah. We cut now to the stunning Orpheum Theater in LA, where we see Axel. I was reading some articles about this video. One of them described him as an angry Elton John in this video, which made me <laughs> laugh. So we see Axel behind the piano, and he's playing the piano and singing while the rest of the band is accompanied by a full orchestra, and they're playing to a full house. Axel's wearing like a red jacket and a red bandana and like Lennon-type sunglasses. But according to MTV, the performance wasn't real concert footage. It was staged for the video, and there were 1,500 extras in the audience. Nice. I mean, they had to pay them, so that... (laughs) There's your 1.5 mil, right? Right. But what's kind of cool is that the band didn't pretend to perform the song. They actually played the song live probably a bunch of times in a row, along with their other songs to like keep the audience entertained and engaged. So that's cool. Hey, they got paid their minimal extra fee and they got to see Guns N' Roses in concert. That's a, that's a good day's work. I'd say. Now we cut very dramatically to a chapel in the desert. Right, in like the middle of nowhere. The doors open and we're shown inside. It just kind of pans around and then we see Axel alone in his, you know, lonely deep thoughts performing on the piano. And I actually read that this church had to be transported to the New Mexico location where they were filming specifically for the shoot. Also, that's why it cost $1.5 million. (laughs) Yes, because according to MTV, a tenth of the production budget came, they said, from the construction of the chapel in the desert. But then I read another source that said it was actually moved there. So, I mean, you would think it would almost be cheaper to just construct it quick, but maybe it wouldn't look aged. Maybe they did. Or maybe just to get all the materials to the middle of nowhere. Yeah. So we're now back to Axel asleep in that blue lit bedroom. And I guess like the pills and the booze did their job. We cut to scenes from his church wedding and we see a crucifix with Jesus crying tears of blood, which I never like to see. It kind of freaks me out. I have eye things. I have eye issues. So I don't like to see that. It's bothersome. I mean, no one likes to think about crying blood. (laughs) No. Oh God. (laughs) Moving on. We're back to the wedding and it's in this like gorgeous church. And this church is actually St. Brendan Catholic Church in Los Angeles. And we see the bride walking down the aisle, or rather the bride's shapely supermodel legs. Right. With a garter. With a garter. Before we pan up to see stunning Stephanie Seymour as the bride, as she makes her way down the aisle. Now, Stephanie Seymour was Axel's girlfriend at the time. And I said earlier, she was also in the Don't Cry video. These two dated for a while and they even were engaged at one point, but the engagement was broken off like soon after. And then they ended up like in some sort of lawsuit with each other where they both accused each other of assault. And then that case was settled out of court. I don't know. It was very tumultuous. Shocking. Shocking. A rock star and a supermodel having a tumultuous relationship. But we have to talk about this dress. It's asymmetrical and essentially it's a mini, like a mini skirt (laughs) in the front. Right. So short. Like the garter is like a foot down her leg. Right. It's so short. It graduates to like a very long train in the back and it's gorgeous and shocking. Probably like any wedding to Axel would 
be, right? Like, <laughs> right. Kind of just makes sense. Anyway, the gown was designed by Carmela Sutera and it cost about $8,000. And the inspo behind it was Grace Kelly and Audrey Hepburn. Is it weird? Well, I guess it was 92. I was going to say, is it weird that I feel like $8,000 is not that much? Mm. I mean, it's not nothing. I mean, they did have a $1.5 million budget. Right. This like super expensive video. You'd think (laughs) that the dress would be like $20,000. Right. What's funny is you can find loads of knockoffs online for this dress. People love it. And if you search November rain wedding dresses, you can see people's November rain dresses. They take their wedding inspiration from that wedding, from that dress. Does that seem like a good idea though? Because it's a very rock star. Well, cause she ends up dying. Cause it's a tragedy. <laughs> but like, if you're, if you're a rock and roll couple and you're edgy and you're a super fan of guns and roses, like why not? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool dress. Like I get it, but yeah, I don't know. Just like I read some article where somebody was talking about like the people play it at weddings and I'm like, eh, mm, I don't know if that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Is it cursed? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you could pay homage to the video at your own wedding if that's something that interests you. But I do encourage you to Google November rain wedding dresses. You can see people's real dresses. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. So Stephanie Seymour is making her way down the aisle in a ginormous veil and she greets Axel at the altar who really, Katie, like he is dressed like the vampire Lestat. (laughs) Right. (laughs) There are two looks that I associate with Axel Rose. (laughs) And one is like, you know, the bandana and the t-shirt and Mm -hmm. the like low cut jeans. And sometimes just underwear. Yeah. And then this look. (laughs) And then the vampire Lestat. Right. So we see the priest marrying them. And the priest is a real life priest named Gian Antonio. I looked him up on IMDb. This is his only credit. Like he's doing the Lord's work. Is he a Catholic priest? I would assume so. I actually believe that St. Brendan's is his church. I just find that surprising. You would think that a priest would be somewhat disapproving. of. <laughs> I had read that he was a friend of Axel's. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he's a priest, so he's a friend to all. It's true. And I mean, yes, good to be non-judgmental. I'm, I'm supportive of that in the clergy. <laughs> I like that in my clergy. <laughs> I mean, I do. <laughs> Who wants a judgmental clergy person? <laughs> it's, it's, it's true. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's actually true. Okay. So we cut away from this beautiful wedding to the Rainbow Bar and Grill on the Strip. And I assume this is like earlier times, like before they got married. Right. Yes. Is that I, what you I, got out I of it? I concur. Yes. Okay. This is also what I get out of this. <laughs> it's also when I was like, and she's a robot. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming back to me now. I mean, maybe she's just so damn beautiful with that ridiculous bone structure that I'm like, she can't possibly be real. She must be a cyborg. Definitely a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Except she wasn't. I, this is going to be my new quest in life. <laughs> you know what? I'm serious. You have better Google skills than I do. Maybe you can find something that I was unable to find. I mean, on Reddit, did you look, did you like I didn't. dive deep into no. Reddit? <laughs> you know what? Reddit would totally know the answer to that. Reddit has the answer to everything. <laughs> yeah. I think they hold the answers to the universe. <laughs> so they're at the Rainbow Bar and Grill and they're having a good time and they're drinking and smoking and laughing and just engaging in general frivolity with the rest of the band and everyone's having a good time. Back at the ceremony, 
Axel and Stephanie Seymour, they're taking their vows and it's time for the rings. And oh my God, slash, you had one job. He can't find the rings. I don't have the rings. And thankfully, a responsible duff had them and the crisis is averted. Yeah. I do feel the need to talk about Slash. Not only is he smoking in church, okay? He's smoking during the wedding. He has a very serious nicotine habit. He's wearing a white blouse, white shirt that is completely unbuttoned. And it's tied in the bottom, like a little, like a gidget knot, like at the bottom Wait, of the shirt. That was his like, thing though, wasn't it? I don't know, but like his cigarette and his bare chest are blazing in church. Like it's shocking. Right. Well, I mean, that's just. That's slash. So the bride and groom seal the deal with a very non-church kiss. Like we see tongue. I, you know what? I don't like it when people have kisses like that at weddings. What are your Do thoughts? Do people really have kisses like that I've at seen weddings? kisses like that at weddings. And I and you're you're just like, and now I'm uncomfortable. I mean, I don't like it when people are like, and they like give each other like a peck on the lips like because I'm like, like we're roommates. Wow. I'm like, Do you, are you in love? Uh, although I could see if you're shy, that that would feel a little uncomfortable. But like when people like. Like to use a term from the time, Mac down. That was a very nice yes, term. When they're like macking down yeah. at the altar. I mean, the there's plenty of time for that later. Right. I remember practicing my wedding kiss with my husband because like there were rules. Oh, this is funny. I didn't know that people practiced their oh, wedding kiss. Well, I mean, I feel like smart, prepared type A people do these things. <laughs> Good girls practice their wedding kisses. <laughs> I didn't want there to be confusion, you know, like I wanted, like whose head was going to go which way. It wasn't even that. It's like, I just, I wanted it to be really clear that like, there would be no tongue at this event, Yeah, you know, like my parents and my grandparents are here. Like we're going to be respectful of the situation. There's a member of the clergy present, like, (laughs) right. Yeah. I, I don't, I just don't enjoy like watching other people French kiss. I'm just going to be like, even in movies, I don't really enjoy it. Like, (laughs) because this is the thing about kissing. Honestly, everybody kind of has their own style that they prefer. And in my experience, like when you find somebody that kisses the right way for you, it's amazing and wonderful and great. And then when you're with somebody who like doesn't, doesn't, (laughs) it's so bad. It's just, it's so, and you're, and especially if you're like super into them and you're like having fun and then like you go to kiss and you're like, oh no, it's really, it's very unfortunate. Yeah. We practiced our kiss. It was uh, vanilla because that's how a wedding kiss should be. Right. And here, here I thought when I saw that kiss that it was just this spontaneous moment between (laughs) a new bride (laughs) and her husband. No, it was very well rehearsed. This is where things get like super badass. Okay. So the bride and the groom are still at the altar and Slash is like, and I'm out. Right. I'm done. Gotta go. Gonna play my guitar in the desert by the chapel. (laughs) So he walks down the aisle alone out of that LA church, that fancy church. And he exits the New Mexico chapel where his wardrobe like shapeshifts into blue jeans and leather chaps, no shirt a leather jacket, and cowboy boots. Like he's got chains and jewelry and all the things. He is not wearing his hat though, his signature slash hat. But he walks out into the front of the chapel and he stands in the dirt 
And he plays like the guitar solo of all guitar solos. His hair is like crazy in the wind. There's like dirt everywhere. And it's epic and incredible. And it's only made more epic and incredible by the fact that one, his electric guitar isn't even plugged in. Whoa, how'd they do that, man? <laughs> well, it's Slash. Like he clearly generates his own power. So. Right. <laughs> And B, he's practically doing the splits while he plays. Like, could his legs spread any wider? I mean, that's impressive. It is impressive. And, like, it's cool the way it's shot. Like, it's cool, like, aerial photography, you know, and in the desert. And it's very cinematic. So that guitar solo is over. And we see the happy bride and groom leave the L.A. church into a convertible to go to the reception. And they're getting, like, plummeted by rice and confetti, right? Stephanie Seymour gets in the car. And she looks sad. Very forlorn. Mm-hmm. She does not look like a happily married woman. She does not. It's like, I regret marrying Axl Rose. It's either a look of regret or it's a look of, I just received a terminal diagnosis because I'm going to die soon. Oh, that's an interesting. Yeah, I didn't think it was a look of regret. It just looked like a look of like, I'm not a happy person. Because I am a robot. <laughs> because I'm a cyborg. <laughs> because I don't have feelings. <laughs> I'm really puzzled too. I'm so thankful that you have this memory because I thought I was crazy. I thought I was crazy too, especially when Google failed me. Right. Yeah. I feel like if if there are other people like us who have this memory, that they are going to really embrace this podcast but Kate, like, if they don't they're like shut up about the cyborg there was <laughs> never a cyborg in this video you're insane let's get with it but maybe they'll know what we're thinking of like was there like a spoof of it or something uh, like an snl skit back in the day <laughs> maybe i don't know maybe oh but you think that would show up when i googled it right so yeah the look is weird like it's clearly a foreshadowing moment because Axel is beaming. He is so happy. He's like, I just married a supermodel. I'm so happy. And she's, she looks like she knows something, but like, what does she know? So it's foreshadowing for sure. So now we're at the wedding reception and it looks fun. Like there's booze and everyone's smiling. There's a live band. There's dancing. Somebody's playing saxophone. And that just like mathematically equals a good time. Yeah. We see the bride and groom cutting the cake, and they've had a costume change. So Axel's no longer a vampire, but a dude in, like, a shimmery electric blue jacket. It is very Elton John, I have to say. Yeah, he was channeling him. He was. And Stephanie Seymour is wearing a form-fitting black velvet dress. So we see them cutting the cake. Everyone looks happy. There's more dancing, general merriment. And then this is the part of the song where is, is the technical name for this, the bridge? I don't know. This is, this is where like there's the tempo change to that sort of like soldier march part of the right. song. And this is like the warning that like shit's about to get real. So we see a child look to the sky and like, what? Suddenly it's raining. Now, Kate, you would think this was like legit acid rain by the way everyone's reacting. Right. I mean, okay. Okay. Hold on though. Are they in Los Angeles? <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> because Never people happens. in Los Angeles are like, oh my God, it's raining. Okay. Well, that wedding was at St. Brendan's in Los Angeles. So yeah, I think it's probably. I mean, I'm day. just saying 
Up here in the Pacific Northwest, people are like, oh, rain, cool. Like, I get it. They're outdoors. It's a wedding. People are dressed in their wedding best. Like, there are women there with bangs. I get the horror (laughs) of rain. I understand that. However, it's like hysteria. People are running like like acids falling from the sky. Well, maybe her family is there and they're also cyborgs. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's about to short circuit. Duff is the only person who is not sweating it. Like he finds shelter under a table and he just chills like the rock star he is. Like he's like, it's cool. I have it's just rain. A distinct memory of the guy who like leaps over the table and like crashes through the cake on the way. Yes. So this is what happens at the climax of the song. A wedding guest decides it's like all too much and literally dives through the multi-tiered wedding cake. And Kate, this zany guest is none other than Ricky Rackman, host of MTV's Headbangers Ball and friend of Axl Rose. Until this very moment, there was like this gap of time between maybe 17 or 18 and the age that I am now where I completely forgot that Ricky Rackman was around. But yeah. Yep. That was Ricky Rackman who dove through the cake. Wow. Was that a one a one take deal? Oh, I don't know. I didn't read anything <laughs> about it. That's a good question. But it's funny in the YouTube comments, someone said, even 30 years later, I can't get over how that guy jumped through a cake for no other reason <laughs> than it was raining. Than rain. <laughs> in California. So now, like, oh shit, we're at a funeral. That took a dark turn. So the YouTube comments, someone said, things I've learned from this video as a child, when it starts to rain on your wedding day, do not jump into the cake because the bride will die. (laughs) Be forewarned. I think like the genius part of this song is that the song plays. And do you remember this from like the first time you ever heard it? Because I do. And you're like, oh, yeah, that was a good song. And then it picks back up. Yeah, it's not over. Yeah, like, oh, there's more. And like, wow, there's a lot more. Cinematically, there's a lot of symbolism here. Like we see the aftermath, sort of like there's dishes and glasses and everything flying everywhere. And we see a spilled bottle of red wine, which is meant obviously to symbolize blood. Is it though? I'll tell you why I think it is. Okay. So now we're at the funeral. We see Stephanie Seymour in an open casket where we see the mirror reflecting half of her face back to her to make it look like her full face, like if that makes sense. Because the other side of her face is a robot face. They don't tell us how she died, but I read that the short story without you that this is based on is about a rock star grieving the death of his girlfriend who dies by suicide via a gunshot. Mm. Absolutely 100% did not fact check this point. So maybe half of her face couldn't be shown. I mean, it seems to me if someone, this is very dark, committed suicide in that way, you just wouldn't have an open casket. In truth, one would think that. Right. And this is the part of the video in my memory where she is, in fact, a robot. In the casket? Yeah, and maybe I just thought that because I didn't understand it was a mirror. It's a little bit difficult to tell. It almost just looks like half of her face is illuminated and the other half is in a shadow. Right, it, you know, like or like there's a piece of plastic or something. Like it's hard to see what. Yeah, it's going I, on, I but... couldn't quite tell. So maybe I deduced 
in my mind that she was a cyborg. So, ah, this is so weird. And <laughs> in my mind, I have a memory of like her in the wedding dress. With like a robot eyeball. With a robot eyeball. Yeah, kind of me too. Like, And that rain. like when it starts to rain, it's sort of like, ugh. Like malfunctions? Well, no, but like, oh, this is a problem. Slash didn't even know what happened to Stephanie Seymour. He told the Huffington Post in 2014, quote, to tell you the truth, I have no idea. It was a concept. The song itself is pretty self-explanatory, but the video is so complex. I knew there was a wedding in there somewhere, and I was not into the concept of the wedding, end quote. (laughs) But even the director said he had, quote, no idea why Seymour was in the casket with half of her face obscured by a mirror. And he's the director. And if she was a cyborg, he would know that. Okay, now I'm starting to feel like this is a conspiracy theory. And that, like, somebody in the band decided that it was dumb. (laughs) And they've, like, wiped it. Maybe we'll be in trouble because we're bringing it up. And they're like, no. So I just realized You Could Be Mine was in Terminator 2. Yeah, so I Googled that because I was, (laughs) I'm desperate to figure out this connection. And there, it, it is all like intercut with like them playing and then like the music video for that song. Yeah, it's like them playing and then it's like scenes from Terminator 2. Okay. Is there a cyborg eyeball? Uh, not, not what I'm picturing. Yeah. Not this okay. very distinct picture. So I was like, maybe it's going to be at the end. Right. And so I watched it all the way through and I'm just going to say, not my favorite Guns N' Roses song. And no. So, but this now makes me feel like somewhere out there, there's like this missing link that explains how these two things somehow got pieced together in our heads. And I, I don't know, I'm going to investigate between now and when this gets published. Thank you. (laughs) If we figure anything out, we will post about it on our socials. But until then, I think we need to focus. Yeah. So at the funeral, we see Axel in a tux. He's in the church and he's crying, like looking up to the heavens, like my wife. There's some mad acting skills. Got some chops. And there's a YouTube comment that said, back in 1997, when I was a kid, I asked my cousin a question. What's the cause of death of the bride character in the video? My cousin said, because she's smoking, smoking kills. (laughs) And I asked him again, but Slash is also smoking. Then my cousin's answer was, Slash is a god. Smoking won't kill a god. (laughs) Slash is a god. I mean, he's still kicking, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. And after all that, I mean, I don't know. He's lived a lot of life, a lot of rock star life. So there's something to be said for that. (laughs) Maybe he's a cyborg. Maybe, but I don't have a memory of his cyborg eyeball which would have been great because it could have been like poking out from behind his curly hair all that hair Um, and the hat like we'd never know so we cut back to the band at the orpheum theater and slash gives his like 100th guitar solo only this time he stands on top of axel's grand piano while axel does that dramatic thing where he runs his hands like up Mm -hmm. the keys a bunch of times yes we're now at the burial and it begins to rain. It's very poetic. It's very apropos. I assume it is now the next November. Perhaps. So we see Axel in his blue lit room again, having a nightmare because his life has been like really shitty lately. So, you know, he's, he's a little bit stressed out. Right. He's thrashing about in the bed. 
So we cut back to the wedding where a very alive Stephanie Seymour tosses her white bridal bouquet over the balcony. And as the bouquet flies through the air, it turns from white to red, I guess to symbolize blood, and it lands on her casket. And Axel wakes up in a cold sweat in that blue lit room. But there's also, does this come after he wakes up or is it while it's there? Because the rain. Yes. So then we cut back again. He's back at the casket in the rain, crying over it. You know, it's outside. It's very, it's very Gotham City. Like it's very. Right, like doesn't it look like he has a cape, like not a cape like Batman, but like a cape like in the olden days, you would wear a cape out in the rain. Like the vampire Lestat, yes. Right, yes. (laughs) Yes, and like the rain washes the red bouquet from like red to pink. To white. Oh, it goes to white? At the top it does. It's sort of like (gasps) down the casket. So, yeah, and that's the end, Kate. Yeah. There were no cyborgs. Still a thoroughly enjoyable video. According to OnStage, Slash spoke to Q Magazine in 2004 about the pressure to create great music videos. And he said, quote, we got into doing these huge production videos, and by November rain, it was just too much, just too involved. At the end of the day, it was a great video, but that's when I started realizing that it was getting out of hand. So he wasn't a fan of, like, the mega video. Right. Did it win a VMA? Okay, so in the 92 MTV VMAs, they lost Best Art Direction. They won Best Cinematography. And that year, Guns N' Roses as a band received the Video Vanguard Award. But the video was chosen as like the number one video of MTV's year-end countdown that year. So, I mean, it was a fan favorite for sure. Yeah, it was on MTV all the time because I oh, had a lot of yes. access to MTV then because mm-hmm. I would babysit for people during the summer. So, yeah, so like at the height of its release, right, if it was released in June. Yeah, I mean, I remember loving this video. I just thought it was it was shot so beautifully. It was so dramatic. I was a huge, you know, a teenager is like a fan of like any tragic love story, right? What's not to love about a tragic love story? Right. But Rolling Stone said in Sarah Huckabee Sanders' book, she revealed Donald Trump told her and Hope Hicks to add Guns N' Roses' November Rain to his rally playlist back in 2018. Quote, he told us it was the greatest music video of all time and made us watch it to prove his point, even though neither of us disagreed. So Donald Trump, super fan. I just don't know what to say about that. (laughs) Presented without comment. And in (laughs) July 2018, November Rain, the video, surpassed 1 billion views on YouTube. And according to Forbes, the song averaged nearly 560,000 YouTube views every day in 2017. I looked at the count when I watched the video. And yeah, it was up to 1.5 billion. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, people like it. Right. I mean, it's really good. I have very, I had fond memories of it. I hadn't watched it in a long time. I enjoyed it. Get to see Axel behind a piano, which is something you don't get to see a lot, like a more, I don't know, softer side of him. All I could think of was like young Axel, like sitting at the piano with his piano teacher, learning how to play the piano (laughs) once upon a time. (laughs) Well, it looks really impressive to see him playing it and singing and Slash is indeed a god. It's a good time. 
thanks so much for joining us. We want to remind you to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. And just a friendly reminder, you can find us online at theuntitledgenxpodcast.com. We hope you keep in touch, beautiful people. Bye. Bye.